I had to succeed. Failure means I would have to be homeless again. Eli Tahari. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey Hustlers, welcome back to The Hustle Show, episode number five. My name is Christian and I am the host of The Hustle Show, where we have amazing and incredible conversations with successful entrepreneurs. I'm so pumped, I'm so excited for the guest that we have today, Lashmia from LMF Consulting Group. She has an amazing story that I can't just wait to dig in and just jump into the call and start sharing with you how she went from being homeless to owning and running a digital agency that is just crushing it online and is doing so well that I'm so proud of Lashmia, of all the hustle that she went through, that you're, you're about to hear all the struggles that she had. And before we jump into our call, make sure that you check out the show notes at thehustleshow.co forward slash THS5. You will find a way to connect with her. You will find our book club. You will find a lot of freebie stuff that we have in our website, as well as this podcast audio experience episode and the video version. If you want to see Lashmia on, on our conversation that we had, you can, you can totally do so in our YouTube channel that, that is posted in our website. And I'm just very pumped. I'm very excited for this episode because I know Lashmia runs a very transparent and very honest business. And that is what the hustle show is all about. It's about talking honesty and it's about talking the real hustle behind the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. And I, when I talked to her, we just connected. We just click. And I knew I had to have it on the show because she represents our show out there. And she was one of the good ambassadors that we needed to share the story of, of how she is transparent. She's direct. And, and you're going to hear it in the story. I mean, she's going to share with you things that she has never shared with anybody else but her very close friends. And I'm so grateful to have her. I'm very, very pumped, very excited to have her on the show. And don't forget, if you're new to the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button, okay? It's going to mean the world to me. You're going to allow other people to find the show and, and allow me to, to give this message and this inspiration I'm trying to put out there to other people. So without further ado, Lashmia. All right, Hustler. So in today's show, we have Lashmia from LMF Consulting Group. Welcome, Lashmia. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm very excited to have you here. I know a little bit. I was reading a little bit about your story and I know you have a true real hustler story that you wanted to share. And I would love to, you know, give that opportunity to the hustlers to listen to your story, listen to all the struggles that you went through and that enable you to get to where you are. So let's 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 talk a little bit about how did you get into this um how did you get started with starting a digital marketing agency? I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, well, getting into the agency was by accident. So I've had a really big background. I've been working since I was 14. And um, I started in the nonprofit world. And if you're familiar with the nonprofit world, you do everything. You literally do everything outside of your title. So we did sales. We did marketing. We did literally everything. And since I was also the youngest, I was also the guinea pig for everything, <laughs> which at the time I hated, <laughs> but clearly now I'm grateful for it. So um, after working there for seven years, working in the nonprofit world for seven years, I um, unexpectedly was let go during um, the financial crisis 
So a lot of places lost money and, you know, lost funding. And so there goes my job. And I went into a depression during that time frame. I went into a two-year depression trying to figure out my life because I was so young and, you know, trying to, I thought I knew what I wanted to do, you know, be an executive director in a nonprofit world. And that just changed everything. So to get out of my depression, I started reading. And I realized a lot of the stuff I was doing was an actual job. It was like a, a thing. It was called digital marketing. I didn't know that. I just thought it was something I was forced to do. <laughs> but it turns out that was my favorite part of the job, you know, being able to help the brands grow, being able to learn different techniques and, and test things and, you know, push myself to the limit. And I started getting clients. Like I started looking at postings around Atlanta because that's where I live. Um, and people were looking for this, this role, but they didn't know how to fill it. So I didn't, I knew I didn't want to work for anyone. So I was actually proposing if I could work on a freelance basis. A lot of them gobbled it up and I went from having a depression and negative money in my bank account to 10 clients. And I was doing this by myself. And then I researched what an agency was and I was like, oh, that's a model I need to use like now. (laughs) So I knew I had a huge referral network because I've always been a networking person. And that's how we were able to formulate the agency. And that's what we've been doing for the past couple of years. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive how, you know, people and entrepreneurs all the time are able to turn their lives around. I mean, you were let go, but you were able to turn it around and build an amazing team and an amazing agency. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. It, it was needed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever doubt yourself that you could do it? Like when you got started, how was that feeling? Oh my God, yes. Especially since I was so young. Like I, I thought that my age would be a deterrent. Because you know, usually when you hear agency and CEO, you think people who are older. I was like 23 years old. I was like, who's going to take me serious? I'm like, I'm 23. I'm, I have all this experience. Are they going to really believe that I can actually do what I say I can do? I know I can, but will they believe me? And it was an internal battle with myself. And once I literally got over myself, essentially, I realized most people don't care. <laughs> as long as you can deliver what you say you can deliver and then some, that, that takes away a lot of the things that you would think would be a barrier for yourself. Right, right. And I know that the age is another very common fear that a lot of entrepreneurs out there have it. But the funny thing is, you know, when when they're young or when anybody's young, it's like, well, I'm too young, right? I'm too young to get involved. And then years pass by and then they're 30, 40, 50, whatever age, and then now they're too old. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's just an excuse. You know, there is no age. You can do it whenever you want. Absolutely. And I had to realize that. Yeah. Well, you know, so happy that you did. I mean, you t- you definitely took that leap of faith, which is awesome. Did you ever thought that, I mean, people would actually pay you to to do something that you enjoy doing? Because it seems like that you were having fun, right? You were doing something for fun. Yeah, I didn't know people got paid for it. I was like, oh, you actually give people money for this? <laughs> like, oh, I don't have to have a horrible job that I despise? What? So once I realized that I didn't have to be in that box, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, now I have no problem, um, you know, putting myself out there and getting clients and, of course, accepting payment because that's also important (laughs) in this process. (laughs) If not, then most important. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's funny. So looking back when you got started, I know you said you you started getting some clients, some referrals because you 
it sounds like you 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 met a lot of people beforehand before you started, right? So, but emotionally, how were those first six months when you started? I mean, was it a roller coaster or was it just all all pink and blue happiness? Uh, no, it was none of that. It was definitely I would say it was more of a roller coaster because when we when I started the agency, I was practically homeless. I was living in an extended stay with my best friend because we were trying to find a like somewhere to live. And it's very, 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 very hard to start a business and you're homeless. It is difficult. And so it was a huge leap of faith because I felt that there was, I had no other option. It was either do this or do nothing. And I'm not a do nothing type of girl at all. So it was definitely hard. So even with these clients that we were getting, I still had a, a mindset that I needed to shift because I'm like, okay, what if they all drop next month? Will, I, will we actually be able to move and all those other stuff? So I was dealing with a lot of stuff emotionally and still trying to deliver with to the clients at the same time. So it was definitely hard, probably harder than most, but it was definitely difficult. Right, so what got you motivated to, I mean, just take action and go for it? How were you able to, to achieve that, to basically break through that barrier that you had? I had what my friends call a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> my okay. friend and like my friends sat me down in a room and they're like, look, you have these clients. They're amazing. They trust your vision. They trust you. You need to fully trust yourself and stop being so scared and just go. So I was like, you know what? I went ahead and launched this business is actually doing very well. Why can't I just move? So I like once we broke through that barrier and we had our come to Jesus moment, things started to go a lot smoother. It's so much easier to do things when you have your own place. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I mean you know, it, it's it's hard to start any business from home, from an office, from a store, but not having a place that's like ten times harder. I mean, that's Absolutely. crazy. <laughs> yeah, they thought I was crazy, but it made sense to me because. I couldn't, I couldn't find a job that I was happy with. And I couldn't find a job that would actually hire me in the way that I wanted to be hired. So I was like, you know, either I can continue to make excuses or I can create my own. And so that, that took away the other part of the fear that I had. I love that. And to all the hustlers that are listening, I mean, sometimes you just gotta set yourself to, you know, there is no plan B. I mean, you have to make plan A work and you have to put everything you got and, and just figure it out. Exactly. Agreed. So uh, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, you were homeless, basically, but I know you were you were social media. You needed Internet. How, how did that work? How would you get Internet? Um, the extended stay that we were that I that we were at had Wi-Fi. Oh, OK. OK, cool. Because I, I was reading somebody's stories. I don't I remember where an article that they would literally go into closed places like closed coffee shops and just steal the, the Wi-Fi at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the other part when we were actually out of the um, room like during the day. I went to Target. Target <laughs> actually has amazing Wi-Fi. They actually have a huge sitting area. They don't really care as long as you're not, you know, being rude to their customers. And I would get a water. And I would use the Wi-Fi with the computer. That's what I would do every single day. I, I didn't actually have any days off at this point. I did it seven days a week. Wow. They kept giving me things because they knew I was coming every single day. <laughs> they had your water ready already, huh? Yes. They were like, you know, you're here. You're clearly doing something. And they, they would give me things. And I was just like, yeah, it's 
yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is at this point. That's so cool. That's so inspirational to hear stories like that. You know, a lot of people have everything they need and they still don't take action. And on the other side, we have you that you barely had the essentials, just your laptop and trying to figure out the Wi-Fi and thing. And you still went through it. Thanks so much for sharing all that story. And, you know, it's amazing how how things work out for you. Not a problem. It's a, it's a story that a lot of people go through, but they don't share it. Like they feel that they have to share like, you know, the rainbows and the gun gumdrops and all that stuff instead of actually sharing the authentic truth. And that's what makes our agency different. I wanted to make sure that we were truthful in our portrayal, truthful in what we can deliver to our clients and just truthful to the brand in general. And see, that's exactly, I, don't, I think I told you the, the, the background of the show and um, I also talked about it on the episode zero where I basically go over why I started the show. But that is exactly right. I mean, it's because I went through it too. And everybody, I, I see everybody, how they start. And overnight, they're millionaires. It's like, wait, what? That didn't happen to me. Like, I, I got to be doing something wrong. Right. So, you know, I started talking to people. I started seeing, no, it's not just me. Everybody has, has, has to go through it. It's part of success. So it's like, but nobody talks about it. So let's, you know, we got to do something for people to see that, Even though it gets tough and it's extremely hard and it's very emotional, you know, wreckness, people still make it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely possible as long as you actually do something. Like if you're just sitting there, you're worrying about all the things that could go wrong. You can use that same energy and figure out what can go right. And nobody's a millionaire overnight. I, I really need to stress that. Like, I don't know why that's a big push right now, but everybody's like, yeah, I launched one program that I came up with yesterday and now I have a million dollars in my bank account and I'm, I'm going to teach you how to be rich too. And it's just like, that's not how this goes. You know that. So no. we need more, um, be, like more authenticity in the industry. That's, that's my whole goal. And that's my whole brand in general. So I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, I think, I think, everybody including me you know we need more transparency we need to step out of the of the pink world and the rainbows and the glamorous big houses big cars because that's not that's not what this is about honestly it really isn't so did you when when you were having those emotional wreckness did you ever feel like quitting go back to get a job and maybe look look hard try to find something that was okay for you to stick to or What were you thinking? I did have a moment that I wanted to quit. And <laughs> in that moment, I actually got a call from a job that I had applied to a whole year ago, like prior to that, and never heard anything from. They offered me the job on the spot. I completely forgot about it. And I was thinking in terms of the fact that I knew we needed to move and I was still a little afraid. So I actually took the job while still having the clients and setting up the agency. I was so unhappy. I was so unhappy. I think I was there like four months, maybe four or five months. And by luck, most people won't think this next statement is luck, but it was luck for me. By luck, I got fired like three years to the day I got let go of my original job. So you will never, ever hear or see me work on January 26th as long as I live. I will never work on that day. It seems like everything happens that particular day. But it was a blessing in disguise because... Um, that's the moment I actually picked up a bigger client that was quadruple what they were paying me at this job. And I'd had, I could do half the work because I had a team in place. And so 
you know, when you have those moments that you feel like you need to quit or you need to do something extra, I don't think that you should quit. But if you need to do something in the meantime, don't feel guilty about it. A lot of people feel like there's a guilt because they're like, you know, I'm not going full steam ahead in my dream. Sometimes reality comes to bite you a little bit and you need to go ahead and figure that out first before you go full all in with your dream. So do I regret, you know, taking that job? No, not at all. Because that actually helped build my network at the same time. It helped me figure out if I can balance things. I realized I'm very good at that. Um, I realized that delegation was key. And I realized that being true to myself was more important. So it was a learning lesson, but it was something that I felt that needed to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I think um, because you you see all these gurus out there, how especially the the overnight ones that, you know, the three step thing to $10 million agency. And, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we all think that, OK, well, it didn't happen to me, but I can't go back to a job because, you know, now I'm a, an entrepreneur and I got to keep that image. But, you know, you just just do whatever you, you whatever you need to do. And as long as you don't quit on your goals and, and going after your dreams, I think you'll be fine. Absolutely. That's a message that needs to be preached more often. A lot of people feel that if they have to take a step back, that's the end of the world. Their image is ruined. And that's not the case at all. Maybe your, your step back is your leap forward. So I really think that people need to do what works for them as long as they don't forget the end goal. Right. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur in, 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 in your story, all the hustle that you went through, I know you went through a lot, but is there like a big, big bad moment that you had? Something that you felt that, okay, this is it, you know, this is not for me. <laughs> Actually, I had this moment a couple of months ago, believe it or not. Um, I took on a, what I thought was a bigger client and um, the client seemed fine during the intake process. Like my intake process is very intense because I want to make sure that we're only working with people who are serious. And she passed my filters with that. Um, you know, and everything else was fine until it was really go time. It was hard to communicate with her. Um, it was hard for us to actually be on the same page. Had to chase her down to actually get her to pay me. Yeah, it was, it was ugly. And I was like, you know, maybe this is not what I need to be doing right now. Maybe I need to do something else. Like, because it really broke my heart. Because I'm like, how did I let this happen? Like, I kept blaming myself for the whole, you know, situation. And I have a business partner. My business partner was like, it's not your fault. She was like, you can have the strongest, you know, base on earth. You can have the biggest fence on, on the planet. But that doesn't mean that one thing isn't going to slip through the cracks. You can't let that one thing derail your entire dream. And once she told me that, it literally clicked. I was like, you know what? I've been working hard for three years and I've only had one bad client. I don't know how many people can say that. I've only had one. And I knew immediately what I needed to do. So instead of beating myself up, I had a conversation with the client and we just decided mutually that it wasn't going to work. And the day that happened was the day I got three more clients that I actually totally adore and are perfect for what we do. So if I was afraid of letting go of that one client, I wouldn't have had the three that I have now that are just awesome. So yeah, um, instead of quitting, I, I decided to rethink my strategy. So I think that's also important. 
That's amazing. I love that story. I love how every time you have a setback, you you basically just push through it and something bigger and better comes to you. It took me years to learn that. <laughs> it took me years. Um, I want to say that I didn't really fully understand it till I got into like my mid-20s. So prior to that, no. This If we were having this conversation then, no. My answer would be much different. <laughs> it would be so much different. So, you know, with growth comes maturity, so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it, it looks like you have that passion and that driven in you that just kept you going. I mean, even you when you had when you had those setbacks, but you have the friend pushing you. Maybe other people don't have that that friend or that other person that is pushing them. So what what kind of um, why do you think they quit and they just give up when they're trying to build a business or they're trying to go of their passion? What do you think is the problem there? Um, they don't have the structure in place. Like when you're building anything, maybe a business, a house, anything, you have to have a strong foundation and a strong structure. And so if you know that your family and friends are not supportive, create your own family and friends network. It doesn't have to be blood. It doesn't have to be people you've grown up with. Like the internet is such a big and beautiful place. There are Facebook groups that you can network in and have some of your best friends in life there. You can go to in-person events and network with the people there who have the same drive and passion as you and create your own network. You have to be willing to create your own happy. So instead of giving up, you got to realize, hey, you know, I, I'm going to have to think even more outside of the box. That's what I did. Like a lot of my, like, I think I'm the first entrepreneur in my generation of my family. My family doesn't quite understand this. And it took my friends sometimes to actually understand this as well. But that's why I built my own network in the meantime, because I knew that I wasn't going to try and force my family and friends into a position that they weren't supposed to be in. So, you know, and I've noticed that, like, when you don't have that strong foundation, that's when you're more likely to give up and to throw away your dream. So I really think that you have to be willing to put yourself out there and be like, look, I don't have this base. I'm willing to build this base. Who wants to build with me so we can pour into each other? I love that. Amen to that. That is a real factual story of, you know, some of my best, not, well, they're, you know, they're virtual friends. They came through Facebook groups and those are the ones that are, you know, have my back. And every time I feel down, I talk to them and they're like, hey, you know what, you know, you've done all this, keep pushing. Exactly. So, and, and it's the same way. They call me up and I'm like, hey, dude, you know, just, just keep going. I know you're going the right way and just keep going. And, and it all turns good. So that is a great advice. So everybody that is listening, you know, just because I know sometimes family is probably the hardest. I know that yes. I know that firsthand. Um, that's actually the hardest thing. But, you know, you go look, create, create a new family on a Facebook group. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot stress that enough. Like if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I've gotten at all, you know, putting myself out there and being able to network and create my own little family. I've gotten opportunities. I've create, I've gotten great like virtual and real, real life friends out of it. Um, I've been able to connect with some of the people I've been trying to connect with for years. It's a, it's pretty much like a chain effect if you do it the right way. And of course you're going to have those moments of people. You're just like, uh, and that's okay. It's not going to be perfect. But when you get that core group, that's that's all you need is that core group. You don't need like 5,000 people. You just need that core group that you can reach out to and, you know, be able to bounce ideas from. And, and you know, when you're having a day, bad day, y'all can pick each other up. 
it's just it's just a small group. You don't need to have a big one for that. Yeah, I think actually the smaller is the better. I mean, you know, two, three, maybe five at the most. Exactly. So that, so that you can be close with them and you can be honest. And it's not like you're going to talk to one and then at the end of the month, you're going to talk to him again because you will have to go through the other 30. Right. So, I mean, I want to continue with your story. It looks like you've, you've come a long way and... I, I feel that you've achieved that that moment where you actually feel happy and you are fulfilled and you feel that it it that success is not about money. It's about finding yourself. I mean, finding something that is, is passionate and that gets you up in the morning. Yes, it, that is very true. Um, it's like I do outside the agency. I actually um, do mentoring and I also do business consulting and I do business coaching and I do all three. <laughs> and people are like, you're nuts for doing it. But I'm I'm a teacher. Um, I like to actually pour into people who actually have the you know c capacity to actually receive. And I also like to bring people together that may have never been together in the first place. And being able to balance these um, things has helped me grow as an individual. I didn't know I enjoyed teaching and pouring into people. I didn't know that I enjoy creating classes and courses and talking to people about their struggles so they don't have a struggle anymore. I didn't know any of that until I tried, you know, and I kept getting signs that I, were, I was ignoring too, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing that people say, well, how am I saying, well, how am I supposed to figure out what I like? Well, you just go try it. If you yes. don't like it, you stop. If you like it, you keep going. Absolutely. It's really not as hard as most of us make it seem. I'm like, if it's something that truly brings you joy, you should probably try it. You know, if it's something that makes you miserable, you need to stop and figure out if it's something that you can fix or you need to let it ride. You know, we don't have to be in a certain box of being miserable unless we truly desire it. And I don't know many people who desire being miserable. I mean, I try not to be around those anyway. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what this is all about, honestly. I mean, trying to find that passion and trying to find that thing that will keep you moving um i mean in your case sometimes it's hard to lose hope and especially when get you know when things get so hard it's so much easier to quit and just say yeah okay i'm done with this it's so much easier i i, I i'm not gonna lie and that's the purpose of the show that we don't lie we, we tell it the way it is i've had many of those moments but in your case what kept you going i mean what was that vision what was that goal look like why did you want to keep hustling and just keep going until you got there? <laughs> well, I have two reasons. Um, my first reason was my younger brother. I have a younger brother. Um, we're really close. We're about four years apart. And I wanted him to have a good example to follow because he was at a stage of where he could go left and it can be something really bad where he can go right and, you know, not really know where he wanted to go. So me being able to push through a lot of this stuff gave him the hope that he can actually do what he needs to do as well. And now he's actually on my team. Like I didn't plan for that at all. I didn't plan for him to work with me or work for me in any capacity, but life happens. So he's actually over my sales team because he realized that he's really good at sales. He enjoys it. He loves that interaction. And he would have never had that experience had I not went out and did what I had to do and started my own agency. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. And typically when people hear Chicago, they hear good food or violence. And <laughs> I grew up where, where I grew up, there wasn't a ton of violence. It was in the city, you know, everything like that. And I want people to understand that 
you don't have to be your surroundings. You can be whatever you want. So my vision was, I want to be somebody that people can look up to and maybe emulate in their own way. So growing up, I had Oprah because Oprah's show was based in Chicago. So that's who I want to be. And that's the path that I've been following in a way. So between being an example for my brother and trying to make sure that people understand that your um, background is not necessarily where you come from, is what you actually end up doing with it, is definitely my end goal. That's what I see every day. That's on my vision board. It's on my computer and on my big old calendar that's stuck to my wall. That's great. I love that you have a vision board. I'm a big believer of that too. I have a vision okay. board here at the at this at the at my store and, and one at home because that's you know every day look at it and it's like okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Absolutely, that is pure motivation. All you have to do is look up and it's like right there in your face. And I update my vision board every three months. To, oh, nice. Know, oh yeah, I have to. Otherwise, I'm sitting here like, have I done this yet? <laughs> If I haven't done this yet, um, we need to figure out why. You know, so. I definitely update. I have vision board parties and things like that. So I'm a huge believer. Mm -hmm. What are those like? They're fun. Um, typically, because they're adult vision parties, we typically have some drinks, have some cocktails. We, ha we actually are super old school. We get magazines, like, you know, old magazines. And we get poster board and glue and glitter and scissors and all these things and markers. And we literally sit there and write out our goals Um, create our vision boards using the glue and the stuff from the magazines. And we talk about it so that we hold each other accountable. I usually do it in about groups of five. So it's really fun. Oh my God. That sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It is so fun. We, we literally, this is the second year we start, we started doing it. And when I say that we've been hitting our goals, all of us, like me and my friends, we've been hitting our goals and making sure that we're all accountable for each other and, It's a fantastic idea. I strongly recommend anyone doing it. Any age group can do it. Maybe not with the cocktails, but <laughs> I yeah, definitely for, forget that. Forget that stuff for minors. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I am not proposing underage drinking. That's for sure. Wow, that absolutely blow, blew my mind. I mean, that is so awesome. I never thought about having a party for a vision board, but you know, to all the hustlers that are listening, invite me to one if you're if you're gonna make one. <laughs> That would be so fun. And talking about fun, we're going to move over to the hassle round section. We're, we're basically going to play this little game where I'm going to give you a word. And you're going to give me the first word that pops in your mind. And needs to be just one word, okay? Okay. Ready? Okay. All right, let's get it. Hustle. Flow. Work. Sleep. Employee. Leader. Boss. Hustler. Rules. Broken. <laughs> College. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Fear. Win. Weakness. None. Strength. Great. Motivation. Always. And last but not least, books. Plenty. Awesome. Wow, you did pretty well there. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some people already freak out on the on the on the books part. Oh, I I read books and I listen to books every single day. So, are they amazing? They, about that. they are. They are truly life changing. And and I'm actually putting a, a book club at the at the website thehustleshow.co. 
so that I can share basically all the books that I'm reading and, and you know, just give some recommendations because there are some books that are just amazing. Uh, yeah, they are for sure. All right. So just to before we leave and before we take off here, um, can you tell the hustlers, you know, a little motivational quote to inspire them to keep pushing or to start whatever they're thinking if they haven't done it yet? Instead of waiting and trying to figure out someone else is going to do it or if it's going to fail, just do it. Just do it. I cannot stress that enough. I love it. All right. Well, Lashmia, uh, is there any way that people can connect with you? Maybe a place that they can go and, and you know, connect with you? What, you're, what are you up to? Or, or if they want to work with you or something like that? Yeah. So um, I actually have a Facebook group that I, um, I do have tips in. And you can see a ton of my personality. It's called Master Your Marketing. And we talk about marketing techniques, how to grow your business, and everything in between, the stuff that the gurus do not tell you. So that's what the group is for. That's a great way to connect with me. Great. All right. We'll make sure that we link in the show notes as well at thehustleshow.co. Lashmia, thank you so very much for taking the time and talking to me and sharing your amazing hustling story for all the hustlers listening right now. It was true inspirer. And, you know, it, it basically just got me pumped. And I want to just hang up the phone and go, go push harder. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.